You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, you know, I know I've only met this person six times. <laughs> it makes me very happy every time right, she does not know your name. Did I not call it, though? <laughs> you did. Not a clue. I thought I was a little <laughs> bit more memorable than that. I thought maybe, you know... I think that for some reason you just do not stick in some people's I minds. I just do not at mm-hmm. all. I am just nondescript dude in the corner. And it's been over the course of like several years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've met I've met her many times. Mm-hmm. Never remembers my name. <laughs> this is, uh, it's a little depressing. And I find it highly amusing. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast all over the cyberwebs, wherever podcasts can be Oh, found. you put in cyberwebs. I like it. I did. I dropped it back in you there. You sure did. It's changing it up, Sarah. Wow, you're really mixing changing it up, things Greg. Up. Uh, thank you so much for finding us. So we've got... Some awesome things. Today on the show, number one, I want to say this, joining us in just a little while will be Stephen Wilbur. Stephen Wilbur, of course, 2014 Helium Portland's Funniest Person, Helium Comedy Club, and uh, also named one of the five funniest comedians in Portland by Willamette Week. And he's just funny. You'll be able to see him in person this Wednesday. Wednesday, December 10th. December 10th. It's coming up. It's two days away. The Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. I am so looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Get your tickets now at funemploymentradio.com. Four hilarious comedians. I mean, it's it's just going to be a really good time. All at the Secret Society on uh, Northeast Russell Street right there. It's a great place. Great venue. Great night. We just want to hang out, have a couple drinks with you guys, and uh, listen to some comedy. Especially after my last week with all the truck stuff and all, all the car things and all the other things going on. This is exactly what I need. Last week you last week was a bit of a week for you. It was a now bit of a week. Now it's kind of like you've done everything that you can. Yeah. You just got to just put it out there and be like, all right, things are just going to be what they are at this point. Yes. Oh, I'll give an update on that, too. I'll give an update here in a minute on the truck stuff. Just a really quick update. Um, but, yes, get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. Right now it's $7.00 pre-sale. It's 12 at the door, so you save a couple of bucks by getting them at funemploymentradio.com. And with that money you save, you can totally buy a Moscow Mule. Yep, buy a Moscow <laughs> Mule at uh, the Secret Society. It's going to be so much fun. So the show starts at 8 p.m., and uh, doors are doors. Are, well, you can get there really anytime because the bar itself is open. Yeah, we'll the be there hanging out. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Get your tickets. And Stephen Wilber joining us in just a little bit. So back to what we were talking about at the beginning here. So over this last weekend was Portland's one of Portland's SantaCons, which if you know what SantaCon is, it's you've probably seen it. It's where basically a gigantic pub crawl with about a couple hundred Santas at least that all kind of do this pub crawl. And this one takes place in North Portland. And Sarah and I and a bunch of other people did it over this weekend. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. There it's was, fun. It's a very, very fun way to spend a Saturday. Yes, and spent spent it. You know, met a lot of new people who remembered my name, and then also a lot of <laughs> you people were just who so already fixated know. on the one person that cannot remember your name. I know. Okay, so there's there's this girl. I'll just say her name's Jen, and I I only you know casually know her, but I mean I've met her several times, and it's it's uh, you know it's always whatever it's in a group setting i think she's been to my house a couple of times you know a friend of a friend type of situation i know she's good friends with everybody else and um no matter how many times i've met her she never remembers who i am or what my name is like even i've I've seen facebook posts where i'm in it and and like she'll comment about oh yeah that looks like so much fun who's that guy 
And like not she's not doing <laughs> and that ironic. There's a guy that's that, that's friends with everybody. Yeah, she's not doing it in in an ironic way. She genuinely does not ever remember who I am even though I'm tagged in the picture. It'll be who's that guy? And And you'll be tab- tagged as Greg Nibbler. Yeah. And will not remember my name. And even just, just this, so, so I knew this girl was going to be showing up and meeting up with this. And I even told Sarah and a couple other people, I was like, I guarantee she's not going to remember my name. She won't remember my name. And sure enough, I, we get there and we're all hanging out and uh, outside of this one bar, a bunch of Santas. And I overhear her talking to you. Sarah and she's like, "Oh yeah, so who's that guy that you do your show with?" And I'm standing right there. I'm like, "It's me. I'm right here. We've met several times." She's no, like, when I finally said something to her too. I'm like, "I'm I'm like that's so funny because when you said that you were meeting up with us, I'm like Greg actually brought up the fact that you never remember who he is." And sure enough, as she's standing there, she's like, "Oh hi, I don't think I've met you before." And she's yeah. leaning into Greg and she's sticking out her hand. She's like, "Oh, my name's Jen." And Greg is just like, oh. and he kind of pulls back. I'm like, "Jen." Jen, let me just talk to you really quick. I'm like, you have met him literally dozens of times. Dozens of times. You know who he is. That's Greg. <laughs> You've met him. And, and so she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't remember you. And and that went on. And later on in the day, like, I talked to her. I decided I was like, the only way to handle this is just to give her shit all day long about it. And the thing is, though, it was very clear. My name is Greg with a G that was established later on that day. I noticed her. I happened to be sitting next to her and I saw her writing notes in her phone and I was joking around. I'm like, what are you writing? She's like, Oh no, it's my name notes for today. And I took a picture of the notes and posted them. And it was called uh, SC notes, SantaCon notes. The note for me was dude. Dylan works with Craig. <laughs> this was hours later in the day. She still did not understand that it was Greg. It was Craig. That's amazing. Craig. Okay, so. that's even funnier than I thought. I, so now you're Craig. Yeah, and Craig it's being Nibbler. suggested in the in the live chat by uh, Sumon. Greg needs a catchphrase, and he'll be remembered. Do I need to do something kooky to like like stand out a little bit? I don't know. Everyone's starting to think that your name's Craig. Are you sure it's not Craig? <laughs> Our friend Alex Santa Alex is in the chat, and she's like Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what, I still don't think at the end of the day, I'm going to bet that the next time I see her, she is not going to remember. It'll take her a minute to remember who I am. If it doesn't happen, that'll be that'll be great. Now I think it's just got to be. A it is note. fun to get to see um, ego blow to Greg, <laughs> or excuse me, to Craig. <laughs> Somebody's not remembering. It's so frustrating. <laughs> so the, apparently, I am not that memorable. Oh, do but see. we do have to say Santa Con was Dylan works so with. you're that dude Dylan works with. Uh, Santa Con was totally. It was so much fun. We got to hang out with a bunch of people, have beers all day, sing songs, got to have a button shop dance party, which is the best thing in the entire world. Our yep. friend Alex Reck owns an amazing button shop uh, on North Killingsworth uh, called Portland Button Works. So we all end up hanging out there, making buttons. Yep. It's so much fun. A bunch of a bunch of drunk people making hilarious buttons is very funny. Like Greg wrote, Greg, I think, made a button that said, Am I right, boobies? No, it said boobs, am I right, or something like boobies, that. Boobies, am I right? I don't right? know. I, was, uh, I will say, you know, I'd had a couple of beverages during the day, and I kept messing it up. I thought I was being funny, but apparently that didn't work. I, may, I should have just made one that said Craig. That, that I guess, would have been I was so more... proud of the button that I made for you. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. I thought it was so funny. I could not, and yeah. I still think it's funny. I have pictures of it. So I'm just like, all right, I want to make a button for Greg. So, um, so Alex has all the stuff that you can like actually make buttons there. So I'm like, what do I want to make? And so I was trying to think of a funny thing that Greg could wear because he wasn't paying attention at that point. I'm like, I just want to write something embarrassing so he doesn't even know it's on him and he's just going to have this weird button on him. So I made Greg a button that all it said was, ask me about my weird balls. Yeah. 
What the hell is that about? <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> Just ask me about my weird balls. <laughs> you were wearing that on your arm. <laughs> so, yeah, there there we go. That was uh, that was the button that I ended up wearing for the yes. rest of the day. And that still didn't work. It still wasn't memorable. But anyway. <laughs> but it was it, it was a lot of fun every year I it go was. it's just uh, I get to see you know some friends that we don't get to see each other a lot even though you know Portland's a you know Portland's a city it's almost like a bunch of little towns all clumped together yeah so like if, if you live in one part of town chances are a lot of the time you know, not everybody but a lot of the time you don't make it to a lot of the different um, you know different areas right so, yeah, so it's always to fun to like get to go to North Portland and wander around there, and go to all the bars and see all the people. Yeah, it's a great area. I will say this though: there was one t- one point in the day where I just I felt awful about this, and it wasn't really something I did wrong. But so you know, there's there's hundreds of Santas, and they all walk along the same path to the same bars and all that stuff. And somewhere along the line, I needed to stop off, and I, I ran over to Seven Eleven. So I was like, I'm I'm hungry. There's too many people to order food at the bar. I'm gonna grab myself some taquitos. So. I walked over to the 7-Eleven, and most of the people that are on the route of SantaCon, because it happens every year, you know, they all know what it is, and it brings a whole bunch of money to every place that you go. Apparently, this woman at 7-Eleven had never heard of SantaCon and didn't understand and didn't see all of the other Santas that were around. The 7-Eleven's right there. It is. Yeah. And I walked in, and I was the only one in there. And I walk in, and, I'm, and she's behind the counter. She's like, Santa! I'm like, oh, hi. How's it going? You know, I'm dressed in my Santa outfit. I'm like, yeah, I want to get, get some taquitos. And so I'm looking at the keto thing, and I feel this tug on my on my Santa coat. And I look around, and there's, like, the cutest little kid who's just standing there. He looked like he was, like, five, and he's just like, hi, Santa. I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm like, I smell like beer. You know, and I'm like, Santa, Santa's ordering taquitos. Santa, why do you taquitos. smell like beer? <laughs> yeah, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, hi there. How's, how's it going? I'm like, shit, I'm ruining this kid's Christmas right now. I am ruining his image of Santa as as this happens, like I'm all unshaven with like my Santa beard pulled down. Maybe like, his oh, idea. Oh, hey, 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 how's it going? Santa was drunk eating taquitos at Seven Eleven. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> and and I look down and he's standing there and he's just like looking up at me like he's so excited oh, to like see Santa. Star-eyed, yeah, like, oh. I know. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, uh, how's a. <laughs> How are, you, how are you doing? That's a you, that's a really nice. Uh, he was wearing like a little blazers hoodie, like a tiny little blazers. Hoodie. I'm like, that's a that's a real nice shirt you got there. I, I think Santa wants one of those too. <laughs> uh, and I'm <laughs> I walk back up to the counter, <laughs> and then his brother comes over, and his brother's just standing there, like looking up at me, like same thing, kind of star eyed, but a little bit confused. It's like, well, you don't you don't look like the Santas that I see on TV. You don't look like normal Santa. Like he was a little bit more questioning. He was like maybe a couple of years older, n- enough to where he knew there was a difference but versus his little brother. And uh, and so so I'm buying the taquitos. I'm like, well, we gotta get out of here right now. I'm like, all right, man, Merry Christmas, everybody. And I'll see you see you guys later. As I like find my way out the door. And basically ruined Christmas for this for this child. I don't think you ruined it. I think you just confused it. I confused. You're him. not a jerk. Was, like I could clearly. No, I wasn't an ass. No, I know, and I know that you wouldn't be. I mean, but I know that you know that probably caught you off guard a little. It, <laughs> like, it did. I'm just trying to get because it, you know during SantaCon you just kind of eat food to just keep going. Right. Yeah. Like you're I, not eating some like delicious meal. Like you just eat. Su- it's sustenance. Well, and I knew I was going to be stopping for dinner at some point, but I'm like, ah, oh, snacks now sounds good. Taquitos. That sounds. That's right there. Alex in the chat wrote, made the little boy say, Santa, why do you smell like daddy? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I pretty much, yeah, ruined uh, ruined this kid's Christmas. It's kind of how I feel. 
show. No, don't a, say ruined. You would have ruined it know. if you would have. No, you were fine. You just confused it. That's a different thing. No, because I, I saw, imagine his mom had to have a long conversation with him in the car about how that's not the real. Santa. No, we saw lots of little children along the way, and like a lot of them are sitting there waving. You know, because we do take the same route, and a lot of kids are like sitting on their porches waving, and we like give them candy canes and stuff. Yeah. So it's. I mean, the, if you're in that neighborhood. You usually know like that this is what's happening. I don't think and people and the biggest rule is like nobody's a jerk. Nobody's messing no. with any kids. Nobody's doing anything. No, not not at all. I mean, and I wasn't being a trick to the kid. I'm just like I'm very clearly I was thrown off. And just uh, hey, hey there. Uh, how's it, how's it going? Yeah, it's a real nice shirt you got there. I, I need to get me one of those. Uh, uh, and then nervously sweating because it just made me. I was already hot in the suit, and then I just start sweating, and I'm buying taquitos, and yeah. It's a it's a terrible image for Santa. Wow. Yep, that's pretty much Santa that. Craig that was, ruining people's Christmases. That was one of the things. Um, oh yeah, real quick, I did say I wanted to give an update here before we play our interview with Stephen Wilbur. Uh, an update on my truck. So for those of you that listen to the show, you know, last Monday, a week from today, um, last Monday night. God, was that only a week ago? I swear it feels like forever. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a week ago. I had a perfectly fine working truck that had just got out of the shop. You just got it fixed. Just been repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug at uh, Gladstone Mitsubishi had got my truck all fixed up, all nice, ready to go. Driving it home from from uh, side job work last Monday night. Got hit by a car that um, ran a red light. A little car to go. Smart car. Ran a red light and smashed into the Which, front by of the my way, truck. let me just state for the record, a lot of people keep asking, like, how could a smart car have done that much damage? If you look up smart cars and the way that they're uh, they're made, they're a Mercedes product, and they're made of titanium steel cages. Yeah, well... Like, it's a, it's a titanium steel cage that is meant to not crumble, which is why it just was able to smash into the side of yours. Well, and anything going 30 miles an hour, if it hits, if it hits something, it's yeah. going to do some damage. And it, it did some damage. So my truck was towed uh, that night. Um, it wasn't drivable. And uh, towed to the tow company. So the way this works is, you know, then I called my insurance. I filed the re- the report that night, like as I was at the scene, and then they were supposed to come and pick it up from the from the tow lot the next day and take it to the shop that I wanted them to take it to. So the next day I get a call. They're like, "Oh, well, we need your keys." It's like, "Okay, you're right. I I forgot and I took my keys home that day." So Sarah drove me down there. This was Tuesday morning. The very next day, I'm like, "Okay, yep, went to the." Went to the warehouse where it was, handed the guy my keys. I'm like, you need anything else? Nope. Good to go. So as it turns out, what they did is Allstate didn't understand what shop I wanted it towed to for some reason, even though I gave them the address. And they called a different tow company and had it towed to the wrong shop. This shop way in North Portland, which coincidentally we passed by it we on the walk for Santa Cana. I'm like, hey, that's where my truck was <laughs> earlier this week. And towed it there. Like, okay. That, and, and I got a call from the the auto body shop it was supposed to go to the next day on Wednesday. And they're like, yeah, your truck's still not here. I'm like, okay, track it down. They had towed it the wrong one. Nobody called me. Nobody did anything. And then re and redid it so that it could be towed to the right shop with a different tow company, apparently this time that Allstate set up. And when that happened, that of course set back the adjustment period for when they would come out and adjust my truck. So that knocked it back another week. So hopefully this week, somebody can go out and take a look at it. And just tell me if you're going to total it or give me money, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. This is all just dealing with this thing. Along the lines of where when I first handed the keys and when it went through two different tow companies and two different auto body shops to get to the right one, someone lost my keys. They lost the keys to the truck. So not only was it towed to the wrong place, somewhere in the wrong towing, wrong place, right tow truck, right place, 
Somebody lost your keys. Somebody lost the keys. And, of course, none of the companies involved wanted to take the blame. So I'd call them and be like, yeah, so the keys didn't show up here. Well, it's not us. We don't have your keys. Like, uh, all right. You know, and then they would get very defensive about it. I'm like, okay, well, all right, I'll call the next person. And I called all down the line. And, of course, nobody claimed to have the keys at all. Just vanished into thin air. I'm like, there's a real easy series of events how this like where who transferred hands somebody's got them but nobody would take credit finally i got a call on friday that some guy named hector in north portland who i don't know if he worked for a tow company or the auto body or shop. He was just like or walking down the street and found your keys a guy in hector in north portland had my truck keys and i'm, I'm happy to say they apparently did make it there finally friday evening to the right spot so they could begin doing something and i haven't heard anything since but the the keys have made them have made so the keys in the truck are where they're supposed to be good old hector i don't know how he got them or who he works for or where he came from but hector had the keys and god he did bless get them. hector he's a christmas miracle or hector went home with my keys for three days and that's where they'd been the whole time <laughs> our friend uh Kristen's pointing out in the chat right now she said i feel like this is all some kind of terrible cosmic joke at this seriously point. i mean at this point like the guy's lying that hit me it's not uh, until I can find proof, and I can't find proof, there's no security cameras around there. There's no camera on the traffic light. Like, unfortunately, the, the shitty thing is, it sounds like he's going to get away with lying, and that sucks. Um, but at this point, I just want it done. Like, I just want like either you total my truck, or pay me, or fix it, or do whatever you're gonna do. Just I'm gonna you need lose to out. Something. I have to it's, pay the deductibles. Yeah. What's gonna happen? This kid's gonna get away with lying. All that stuff. I just want it done. But anyway, that's, that's I don't an update because I know um, there, there have been so many very nice people uh, writing me and, and giving me advice and ideas, and I just appreciate it very much. And that's I know people want an update on the situation. That's that's where it's at now. Hector got the keys to the right place, and they have it. And now I'm in a waiting mode. I just can't wait until we can announce who this douchebag is after everything's oh. done. I have spent countless hours. Let me tell you, I um, I'm like I'm I think I'm a pretty nice person. For the most part, um, I agree. But uh, but if anyone fucks with any of my friends or my family, I cannot see straight until I try to get justice served. Yeah. I have stared at this goddamn guy's name. I, I looked at every single thing. I know every member of his family. I know where he works, where he's from, what he does. I just want to find one particular instance where he's just like, "Hey, I'm an idiot and rented a smart car and crashed into another guy's car." Right, just one little piece. I just want something. I just want him to be stupid enough to write it online so that way we can take it. I mean, that's how I was able to find that girl that destroyed my car. Right, yeah. Because I was able to end up like linking her to um, the person who was throwing the show at the whatever the thing right. that I went Somebody through like years ago. Somebody drunkenly hit your parked car, mm-hmm. and yeah, you were able to track her down. And I was able to track her down via. It was even when social media wasn't that prevalent during the MySpace days. I got her name, and then I was able to link her, uh, her, her to her promoter boyfriend, who was the one putting on the show. Who one of the guys who was working the door had overheard her and this guy arguing, therefore being able to attach her to the car. Nice. Then, yeah, it was a it was a big thing to go on which is why i'm i keep looking because i'm like i'm hoping that he slips up somehow yeah i mean i know who he is obviously he couldn't leave the scene because his car was totaled but uh yeah it was uh <laughs> it's been a thing and it's still going on that's but, a good uh, idea you. rick rick uh our friend rick in the chat just says sarah should have core harlan do a story in greg's truck once i i'm open to anything i am open to anything because this is wrong uh, there's I'll just say this. Once this is all done, there's going to be – I'm going to be writing something I think is what I'm going to do and I'm going to submit it to everyone 
and just say, here's what happened. This is these are changes that need to be made. This is this is wrong. You, you know, know what? I didn't even think about this, Greg. This is my thinking fingers. I'm doing that right now. Okay, you're thinking fingers. We didn't even what what were we thinking? We I still have so many friends that I know that work in like different newsrooms in town. If you, think you know they do people something. do it on the danger of uh, like not even the danger of smart cars, but like uh, where's the blame to be held if some irresponsible driver crashes into a smart car? Like what? Where does that leave? Or a smart car crashes into? Or, so yeah, you, a smart yeah. car crashes into someone. Like where does that leave the average citizen who did nothing wrong? Yeah. That's a story because those things are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they they are. And and the problem is – look, I'm not ripping on anybody who drives smart cars. But in general, the people that drive the rented smart cars are not the greatest drivers on earth because obviously you don't drive that much. And they tend – And and specifically, it's the car to go. It's the ones that – It's the car to go. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the car to go rented smart cars, which is big here. I don't know if they have it in other cities or not. It's car to go. Yeah, they're the ones that that rent out these smart cars. So it's it's very big in Portland. uh, But generally speaking – they do happen to be the people that don't signal, that, that drive terribly, that run red lights. That I swear to God, Greg and I were behind one of them uh, yesterday. No, it was last week. It was like last Friday. We were behind one who had their bicycle jammed into the back of their smart car, yeah. of the car to go. Bicycle jammed into it. No, nothing holding the bicycle in. No. Just this guy who was driving, like texting on his phone with one hand and holding on to the bicycle. Holding on to the bicycle while steering with like one finger yep. as his insec- uh, like unsecured bicycle was dangling out the back of the car to go. Yeah. And we were behind that. And I'm sitting here like every time we see a car to go, I'm trying to calm Greg down. He's just like, motherfucker. I'm like, no, it's not all. And then, It's like, not. It's not all of them. But then the second that we pull onto a road and we're behind one with a bicycle dangling out of the like, back, I was like, damn, there we okay. go. No bungee, no anything. Just dangling out the back ready to fall and yeah. hit someone. Uh, so that's the update for right now. I hopefully will have some more information this afternoon. I, I just want it done. I want it done, and I want a vehicle back. Yep. That's, that's what I want. That's all I want. Um, but there you go, and uh, there's an update. And once again, thank you, everyone, so much for, for all the help. All right, let's, uh, let's move past that, though, because this is also why I am so looking forward to the Comedy Showcase on Wednesday, because I'm, I'm ready for a break. You're ready for a and break. And to have some fun mm-hmm. and hang out with everybody. And that is this Wednesday, December 10th, at the Secret Society, where we're going to be having our Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. I think this is our fourth one. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. We've got Adam Posse, who you heard him on the show last week. Uh, we've got Amy Miller. And Amy's got a whole bunch of stuff nationally. That, uh, she, was, uh, she was on NPR uh, Market Watch. For something, and I don't even know what yet. I just saw her post about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so she's she's incredibly hilarious and awesome. We'll have her on the show later this week, and then tomorrow we'll have Zach Toscani. And today we had Portland's funny, reigning funniest person yes. from Helium Comedy Club, uh-huh. Stephen Wilbur. So let's go ahead and just uh, play this. Uh, off air, we started off talking about how uh, Sarah needs to get, well, debating. I was advocating. This is Greg. It's all Greg. For some reason, there are so many people in my life. It's not just you. It's like I get random people who write to me like emails and they're just like, Sarah, when are you thinking about getting a cat? Like yeah. I'm like I'm expressing wanting to get a cat. I'm not expressing I want to get a cat. Yeah. I don't I don't want a cat. There yeah. we go. Okay. Well, either way, that was the discussion that we had to start it off. So here we go. We'll play that and then we'll be back here in just a minute with more fun employment radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 
I'm telling you, you you are on the path to become a cat lady. I feel like you I are you so passionate you. about this. I think that you should it's, become the crazy cat man. I think one of my goals for 2015 is for you to get a cat. I'm going to convince you that you need it. I don't know because I'm always afraid that my apartment smells anyway, and I don't want to. I don't know if I want to introduce like a, a You're litter box. You're a single girl it. in Portland living in a studio apartment in South. Yeah, what if I start to smell like my cat? You are. This is what you're supposed to do. Well, I mean, but we have a wonderful person in here who I know has a cat who doesn't smell like a cat. Exactly. And most people I, I know. Smell like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but that's to attract them. <laughs> <laughs> How are you supposed to get more cats? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm afraid that I'll be the one person, like most cat owners I know, or like you can, like all of them, you can't tell that they own cats. But what if I start to smell like cat litter? Well, or and real quick, ladies and gentlemen, joining <laughs> oh, yeah. us right now, <laughs> Stephen Wilbur <laughs> on Mike's Cat Talk. No, but I'm saying, like, if I have a cat and, like, it has a litter box and I have a very small apartment and it's, like, in the litter box and it's, like, walking everywhere, doesn't everything start to smell like cat litter? If you don't clean it regularly. (laughs) How often is regularly? Um, Like, every day? They say every day, but I don't... What do you say? What do you say, Stephen Wilbur? (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) say. When I start... when I start noticing it, it's probably too late at that point. <laughs> so I, so maybe like a day before you're maybe before you every notice day. It. <laughs> maybe every day. They've got they've got cat litter for small spaces and stuff. It's Okay, it's, like the super absorby like yeah, cat litter. Then it kind of smells like scented cat litter, but <laughs> So, I mean, so it's, it's like loose, not loose showering kind of. and just putting perfume on or something like that, like covering cat it up. Litter like really it's still there, but you think nobody can smell it? But I, I've never, I've ne- and this might be because I've had cats for as long as I can remember. Maybe I've mm. just never, but I've never smelled somebody and been like, oh, they've got a cat. You've never smelled a cat person? Like that smells like a cat? Well, well, because let me tell you. old people, and I didn't know that I was picking up on cats. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just death creeping on their shoulders. Right. And there is a smell. That's what that smell was. It's, yeah. it's got a smell, yeah. yeah. My brother, he bought, when he bought his house in Southern California, it was from some some older lady who had passed away, so it was like an estate sale. But it was recent, and I was there with him when he was looking at it, and we walked in, we're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to chitch carpets in here. Well, I've, this oh, is this oh, old yeah. person smell. The pee smell. And I've, I've smelled a house that has been... Um, that was like a cat person house and has had like cat urine on the walls and stuff like everywhere like that's a but but if you if you've got a cat that's good and goes in the box and you clean it out uh, as suggested daily then <laughs> you could daily. be okay like the worst house I ever went in was my buddy was dating this girl briefly who was a rabbit person but rabbits like not in cages rabbits where her entire floor was laid out with newspaper oh. so the rabbits could free roam Throughout the house, I don't even know how many. Is that free roam? Like free use the facilities anywhere they wanted to. Yeah, because there was newspaper everywhere, like little paths for it to walk around. Yeah, they're them. I don't know how many of them there were, but it was a bad smell. I had a I had a bunny, a bunny rabbit man. His name was Flapjack. Oh, see, I've always kind of wanted a bunny rabbit. And they're great. You can you can train them to use a box. To go pee in mm-hmm. the, their poop, though, and they'll go poop in it too. But sometimes, <laughs> and I read this everywhere, like sometimes their poop just comes out. It's, it's just, luckily very manageable because it just kind of falls out, yeah, doesn't it? In like little balls, little pellets, little yeah, cocoa puffs. Um, so you can train them to uh, go into a box of wood shavings or whatever to an extent, but there will be little. And I had him running around the house. And his and name stuff. was Flapjack. Flapjack, was, yeah, oh, so cute. He was. I, I had to get rid of him, though, because he just wouldn't stop 
chewing on things and like I was and when he was in I'd, I'd have a, like a, a caged off area for him mm-hmm. he would just go psycho he needed that freedom so I, I just had to get rid of him Flapjack had to find a new home yeah tied him to some railroad tracks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know bunnies in theory always seemed kind of fun, but then like I, I realize that there's probably a reason that not a lot of people have them. Yeah, is that they probably are harder to maintain than I'm actually thinking they are. Right, and they're not as. I mean, there's some I've seen pictures at least <laughs> some that are very cuddly and more cat-like than you, but they're pretty skittish. Yeah, you can you can get. Uh, some love from them. they'll they'll lick your nose and stuff because there's salt on it and it feels sincere. So, <laughs> that's, that's, licking. Yeah. yeah, I was bit by a bunny when I was little, and its little fucking teeth it just went and I remember it like made just this directly into my finger like it was a little knife, like just yeah. boom, just really fast. And that scared me. I was pretty terrified of them for a while. See, rabbits as pets, uh, I'm forever scarred about it. And I would even tell the whole story. <gasps> oh, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. You I know what you're talking about. Do not put that in Steven's mind. Okay, I will. I was just saying, no. when I was a kid... Mm-mm. I was I'm like, intrigued. I was probably like six, <laughs> no. and my buddy. I hate the story. They, I grew up out in the country, and my buddy's family they had rabbits, but they were like for food or for whatever else they did. I don't I, I, beats me what they used them for, but they had uh, multiple cages. <laughs> and uh, there was one day we were out there, Mm-mm. and it was like, oh, look, the the mom rabbit just had little rabbits. Wow, they're all cute, and look at that. And then let's go play for a while. And then we came back and. There was only half of one left. Just w- just half of one. The mother rabbit ate all of her babies. It ate I all thought of them. they were herbivores. <laughs> no, so no, did I. All, all, like it is forever scarred me. To that's where I'm all like, I can think about. Is that the thing? Do rabbits just love meat so much and no I one don't. Gives, Oh, give them a carrot. <laughs> give them a little head of lettuce. So when they finally got some meat near them, they're it like, was oh. it was the most disturbing thing ever. Because I'm don't, six, I'm thinking, okay. oh, I'm gonna pet the rabbits. Yay! Look at the animals. Oh God. This has happened. And then <laughs> me and my buddy just standing there, just staring at it, not saying anything while we're looking at this. And then his dad realized what's going on and quickly ushering us off like, oh, well, let's let's not look at the let's go over here. Just, Things wow. happen sometimes. I didn't yeah. know that happened either when he first told me, like, but they're not they don't need to do that. They don't sure do that. I don't know. They've got soft bones. I just mm. can't imagine. How long were you playing? Uh I don't know. I mean, you know, I was six. Long enough. It was like an afternoon yeah, that I came back. Right. Maybe an hour, hour or two. I mean, it was quick. It was quick because they were just born. Like, just born. Okay, let's talk about something else. This honestly makes me – I don't like it. Okay. Uh, well, I know. I'm just saying that's why I, I – deep down, I think I have a fear of rabbits is what it is. It reminds me um, – when uh, in 1983 when I was born with my, uh, with my brother Kevin, um, the nurse – uh, went to go get she didn't she wasn't expecting twins my parents weren't expecting twins so when she came back it it was just me um, <laughs> and that was really like confused. ten minutes ten minutes tops yeah when my twin brother Kevin oh. <laughs> we don't oh, talk about Kevin much anymore don't bring up Kevin anymore. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's in God's arms now. <laughs> well, let's uh, move away from cannibalistic rabbits for a second and twins. 
So and how? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the last time we had Stephen, it was right after. What your callback? <laughs> it was right after you won uh, the Helium's Funniest Person contest this past year. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, there have been so many more accolades given to you since then. <laughs> People are just throwing them at you left and right. Yeah, I don't even have to do anything. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, it's easy. They've got they've got the like. The imprint team, the engraver machines already just set for me. <laughs> and they have your like your picture. They have your staple picture, which is good. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were just named one of uh, Portland's, by Willamette Week, one of Portland's uh, top five comedians. By a jury of my peers. Yes. <gasps> yes. Which is very exciting. How, how does that feel, um, you know, incomparable to, like, having it be a jury of your peers versus people who, you know, are just kind of watching as spectators? Um. I didn't think I was gonna get. I know. Let's get serious. I'm asking the fucking tough questions. (laughs) No, I didn't. uh, I was like, oh, no one. I thought either. Who do you hate the most in Portland comedy, Stephen? (laughs) I love. This is my favorite interview ever, by the way. Um, no, I didn't even think. Like, I can just think of five. I could think of 20 more loved comics in town than oh. me. So I was like, ah, oh. it it, I'm just I'm just glad it was third. I bet That's it's always cool. just – I bet it's exciting, though, to like be able to look at something and be like, oh, my God, there I am again. Yeah. Like that must be a really cool feeling because you obviously have worked really hard to get to where you are. Thank you. Um, You're yeah, welcome. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My brain works weird, but yeah, that's <laughs> it, it's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's seeing you have something tonight. You like you're basically out every night at this point, are you? Or like a lot yeah. of nights a week? <laughs> it's it's up there. Mo- open mics sometimes too, though. Mm-hmm. Those count. Is there a night you don't go out and do comedy? Um, so I I try to keep Wednesdays open because then I go do trivia with my girlfriend at Mississippi Pizza. Except for this Wednesday. Right. (laughs) You're going to miss trivia night this week. No one's happy about it. (laughs) Your audience. (laughs) We can throw in some – if your girlfriend's coming to the comedy showcase, of course, which is happening on Wednesday, we could throw in some trivia questions for her if it would make Uh, make things better. (laughs) That would be great. Okay. No problem. problem. And if we could get like sixth to third place in the contest, that would be great too. All right. That's how how we usually do it. What kind of trivia do you you normally do? Is it all over the board or is it specific? It's pretty – I'd say it's more pop culture-y than Mm -hmm. anything. The trivia at Mississippi Pizza. Okay. does current events and then it's got a, like an audiovisual round and stuff in it. Really? I like it. I okay. like the interactive trip. See, that sounds like good training for Jeopardy, which I've always wanted to go on Jeopardy and that's never happened yet. Would you want to go on there? I w- yes. Yeah, me too. I feel like I was way better at it like even like 10 years ago I feel like I was way better at right? Jeopardy. Yeah. And like I was stellar at Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> like that was your peak time. And now I feel like since Goddamn Ken Jennings. They, they really amped it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that bastard kind of ruined it. I remember you used to be really excited about going on Jeopardy. Yeah. I don't hear you talk about it anymore. I know. I know. But I still want to do it. I'd just be afraid. Like, I would be afraid I would get there and it'd be all categories that I don't know. Because there's a couple categories I'm not very good at. Like art. I'm not very good at that category. Art history. Art history. Literature. 
Yeah, art, art, and literature. Really, <laughs> those are those are my science. Great, you know, math, geography, all that stuff. Art and literature, I get everything all mixed up, and I would be afraid. Like my nightmare would be, I'd get there and it'd be all art and literature, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, well, what are, what do you do, guy next to my right? Oh, I'm a literature professor at Harvard. And then just That's stare me down. Happen. And I would sit there and I'd be the guy everybody would make fun of and they'd turn a meme into it like of just me standing there not clicking. That's, oh, that's yeah, my be... nightmare. I would ruin it for myself, essentially, I before I even the got there. categories are drawn at random. I don't think, like, it would just play to <laughs> like, the professor at Harvard <laughs> like that in his mirror. Like, oh, God. Five art categories? <laughs> that's my oh lucky my day. God. That's how my nightmare would be, though. <laughs> Steven, what would be your least favorite Jeopardy category? Uh... Mine would have to do something with math or something, like any like algebra, any kind of equation. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jeopardy, yeah, they don't make you do problems. So I, I know, you're that. being very specific. You're right. But like you're sports, right. I'd, I'd probably be pretty bad at sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's a fair. Well, because they go really like deep into the archives when they do sports, too. It's like, who remembers who won the Super Bowl in 1977? Greg? That's true. Um I could study up on the <laughs> Steelers. I don't know. I don't know that okay. one. But I, I think I could probably do better than better at sports than maybe the competitors. Okay. I'm going to guess. And or that's a bad. I'm going to guess. If I were to go on Jeopardy, I would probably study up first. Yeah. I guess that's probably part How of it. How does one even study up for Jeopardy? Uh-huh. I've taken the test to get on before. I did, obviously did not make it. Because when I, that must be embarrassing. I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to name drop. Uh, I, uh, I met, uh, met Alex Trebek once. I did on this set of. So when I was down there for the consumer electronics asked, show, can I be on your show? <laughs> totally. Like, That's a, just take it the didn't test. work. You didn't no, grab no, that opportunity. Is, like I was so nervous because he, d- they just happened to be filming Jeopardy at the consumer electronics show, and we were down there reporting, and. Uh, some somehow we got in onto the set for media and got to interview him, and Did I was you so sneak nervous. Into the Jeopardy set? No, it was through some. I don't. I don't a know. lot of somehows. I mean, a if you of, have a, a camera, it's amazing if you have a here. camera and a microphone. People will just let you do things. Like, oh yeah, you look like you should, you're supposed to do that, and they don't really question things. So we made it on there, but then I got so nervous because I'm like, holy shit, it's Alex Trebek. I love Jeopardy. I want to be on Jeopardy. And then I interviewed him, and my questions were like riveting questions. Like you get one opportunity. <laughs> so what when are you going to grow the mustache back? I literally asked him that question. I asked him oh, that question. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did yeah. he answer it or did he just kind of like look he at you? He did. And... He gave me some like really good answer for him. He was like, uh, I don't want it right now, but if I wanted to, I'm man enough. I could grow it back like that or something like that. It was something implied that he's badass and I was really That he really... could just sprout one with the yeah. snap. And then you were I'm looking for the answer in the form of a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have done and that. He punched you in the instead. And then Alex yeah. Trebek would have punched him. Kicked me in the nuts and like shoved me down. Get out of here, nerd, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then security escorted me off the set. Uh, it was. Uh, I freaked out with that, and that's the one thing I would worry about if I did go on Jeopardy. I would. I would. Uh, I would get nervous. Right. I hope not. I don't think you would. You do pretty so? good under pressure. Yeah. I don't think that that would be the time that you'd lose it. What yeah. would your story be? Oh, that's Everyone a good has question. To have a good story. But it's got to be a quick one. And something that he you should totally tell the cannibalistic rabbit story. Again. Well, Alex, let me tell you this. One time when I was a kid, my yeah. neighbor had rabbits. And just explain that, yeah. And then, and, and that's You could talk I... about growing up in a small town. You oh. know, you still don't get... Your parents still can't get the internet out there. Right. Which is true. Okay. Here's the small farm boy. <laughs> Literally, you're very small. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a farm, though. Did you see that video... Um, 
like a month. It was uh, like the worst Jeopardy story ever, and it was just a kid, and he was he was telling it like he was he was looking up at <laughs> he was looking up at the moon. He, I was looking up, and I was like, "Wow, the sun's sun's really bright today." And my friends were like, "Oh, that's that's the moon." And that was that the was story. story. <laughs> <laughs> it was really. I love that story. Wow. I want to make that my life story. Now. I think this should be the new thing on Fun Employment Radio. Everybody's got to give a quick Jeopardy story before they come on. I think that is a fantastic like idea. Well, Alex, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that might have to be it. All right, I'm on, yeah, I want to say that different facets of my life have been broken into Lifetime movies, all of which that have starred Tori Spelling. <laughs> all right, that's crazy not a lady. Story, that's, that's just a... an elevator pitch. <laughs> 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 <God> damn it! <laughs> that's wow. all I got. <laughs> I'm in Culver City. Maybe I can make <laughs> make some of this Jeopardy momentum happen. <laughs> <laughs> Always stare oh directly God. at the camera, never at Alex. Too. <laughs> well, um. unbreaking. <laughs> well, Stephen, <laughs> this Wednesday we all get to spend time together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. That's correct. Very excited to see you uh, performing, good sir. That's hey, good for. That's yes. great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excitement all around here. So the show is this Wednesday at the Secret Society. Get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com and come out and see Stephen. Adam, Zach, and Amy all on Wednesday night. Hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, and when Sarah and I, when we just intro the show, I forgot, just so you're aware, we have agreed we have to do something really dumb. I don't want to do this. Just a real quick thing. I found, Sarah, basically I'll tell, so I found my journal from 1999. It was when I was a freshman in college where I decided to fancy myself a poetry writer. Back when Adnan was accused of killing Hay. I'm that. Just... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, no. What's wrong? What is I'm that? dropping a serial podcast reference. Oh, and no. I haven't I... seen that yet. Or heard it yet. Sorry. No, I've heard many good things about it, though. No, I'm sorry. But yeah, in 1999, that was when I was uh, sitting in a field writing my poetry. That's what I'm going to be doing sure. on Wednesday. Yep. I'm just going to read a little bit of it from my journal. Yeah. Yes. What's uh, What are some titles? Let, let... There's Say one, one of the title. The, Say the one title of the, of the one that I found. Uh, I was in a sorority in college, and I called it Sorority of Lies. I wonder what it's about. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Oh, yeah. So anyway, my embarrassment is going to be 15 seconds of other people being able to be happy about it. Yep. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. So that's my story. Awesome. All right. So this Wednesday <laughs> at the Secret Society, I love how you're embarrassed already just telling what I it am. is, it's let alone true. being up there and doing it. This <laughs> makes it all the It hasn't happened yet. Uh, get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. Stephen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you uh, on, on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. That sounds amazing. Confirmed. <laughs> it is confirmed. We have confirmed with Stephen. He will be there. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Stephen Wilbur, right yeah. here at Fun Employment Radio. He is awesome. He is. I really like him. I'm very excited because I haven't seen him perform in a few months. So I'm really excited to see him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. And I really am looking forward to seeing everybody on Wednesday, December 10th at the Secret Society for the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. Come out. You know, like we said, the show starts at 8. It'll probably be done by 9.30, 10. So if you want to go home after that, you can go home after that. If you want to stay and hang out, stay and hang out. I think you should. You know, it's, it's going to be a good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Should we do a little bit of a world of Oh. oh, I'm ready. Oh. I already feel kind of crazy in this world today. Oh, 
I do have some exciting news. I think I'm, I'm cause it doesn't have a lot to say, but I just want to tell you because a lot of people have been writing to me about um, Christmas this year and yes. how you know we've been talking about how my sister, you know, since she's um, since she's the married, of course now like they'll spend uh, you know like. One year the holidays with uh, her husband's family, and one year the holidays with our family. And, and that's in Southern California. And that's in Southern California, yes. So this year was uh, supposed to be the year where she goes with her um, supposed to be uh, goes with her husband down to California. However, because of work conflicts and such, they are not able to make it down there. I don't have to make a stuffed tether this year for Christmas. She's coming home for Christmas, Greg. I'm so excited. You should explain the stuffed tether. Sarah, when her sister is not there for Christmas at their family thing in Bremerton, makes a fake Heather that she'll take pictures with. It's one. It's it's quite disturbing, um, and that uh, it's like a replacement Heather. There was I like to make. I, I made a stuffed Heather last time, and like we all took pictures of it. Like my friends uh, Sheehan and Mike who were hanging out with me, we all took pictures with Heather. And so actually, when I was back for Thanksgiving, I was talking to a bunch of my friends in Bremerton, and we were going to take like we were going to stuff Heather. But then we were going to take her out uh, when we go out on Christmas night and like you know have like a little Heather doll with us. But uh, and Heather was adamantly opposed to this, so I think that maybe that might have had something to do with it because we're like Heather, we'll get, like take pictures of you know stuffed Heather taking shots all night and stuff. It'll be really funny. And my sister's like, oh dear God, no. Oh, it's so. Disturbing. I was like, we can you know cut a hole in stuffed Heather's mouth and you know. Oh, that's not creepy in any way. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> So I am very. I still might have to make a stuffed Heather to bring out with the real Heather because I've already been mentally preparing for it. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know. Everyone knows how excited like, exciting this is for me, and you know, she's. I'm sure going to have you know children and stuff soon. I don't know how much longer we get to have like these big family Christmases. So I appreciate them when I can have them. I like how basically you think when she has kids, that's it. She's gone forever. No, she's not gone forever. But again. I mean, things. Cha- I mean, every year things are different. I mean, things are changing. Like it's going to totally. Right now, my sister and I still are. The kids, in a way, in the feeling. But as soon as she starts birthing out the little ones, like, then we're all of a sudden the more adulty than we are now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it changes it. It does. It I'm does. just saying. Well, I'm very happy for you. I Thank you, Greg. I don't feel like you mean it. I am. But I appreciate oh, Somebody put a picture of stuffed Heather in the chat. There so we go. We'll, we'll post that with this episode on FunEmploymentRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that they were monkey pajamas that I had made. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, since we are talking about the holidays, I'll uh, go ahead and put this one first. Of course, uh, so Christmas is coming up. Sometimes yes. there are people... I didn't know if you knew that. I, I was aware. I just wanted to make you more aware. Okay. And of course, you know, when you're looking for presents for people, you're not really sure exactly what to get them sometimes. Right. But lo and behold, Britney Spears has come out with a new product, oh. Greg. That might be just what Santa ordered. Uh, Britney's single again, right? Um, I don't know. I was just It's so sad how you think that that, that matters in any way. Like, I mean, you know, both of us are a little bit older now. We're a little bit wiser. You were so I'd Lloyd like Christmasing. Think. You're saying there's a chance. I mean... <laughs> 
I'll anyway, go to LA for Christmas. Britney with Britney. Spears. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it. I said it. <laughs> Britney. No, no, she's in Vegas. Remember, she has residency. I'll go to Vegas. That's fine. Yeah, I'll she, do that. Too. Britney has residency there for quite Britney, a while. Britney, send me a ticket. I'll meet up with you. <laughs> well, Britney Spears is now. Uh, of course, you know she's had her perfume and all kinds of different things that the pop starlets do. Now, this is a new thing that I've never heard. And for twenty-six American dollars, Britney Spears has come up with a new stocking stuffer that you can get for your loved ones. Yet, Brit, uh, yes, Britney Spears has created a Britney Spears themed couture lollipop. What? A couture lollipop. Couture's uh they make like handbags or something? Couture is like like fashionable stuff that's like handcrafted. Like, you know, if someone's like, "Oh, it's couture." It means like it's very fancy. So this is a fancy lollipop. What, they do like makeup or something or what is it, what is couture? I'm do? not even going to try to explain to you what couture is. Right. This is just going to be an endless like ring around conversation and you still won't get it. So, let's just move on from Fair it. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's a couture lollipop, which means it's a fancy lollipop. Only set you back $26. $26 for a lollipop. Yes, officially it's called the Britney Spears Piece of Me Couture Lollipop. Okay, couture means custom made. Okay. Yeah, so it's a custom made so Britney Spears lollipop for only 26 American dollars. Uh, it comes with a decked out sparkly pink handle. And you can choose between eight different flavors for your $26 lollipop, for from a... blue raspberry to pina colada. See, this is why I like this girl. She's find, finding ways to make money on this. She's so also, uh, after you finish it, you can even order replacement lollipops for the top of your bedazzled lollipop stick. The website, if you'd like to uh, to order one for your loved one, says, um, Britney Spears' Piece of Me Couture Lollipop. It's not just it's candy. It's Piece of Me? Piece of me. I think that's the name of her last album or something. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, Britney Spears. I'm sorry, you interrupt me. The Britney Spears piece of me couture lollipop. It's not just candy. It's an accessory. Because everyone wants to carry around a sticky bedazzled lollipop stick around with them and be like, oh, it's Britney Spears. <laughs> Don't mind me. Next up, thank you to everybody who sent this to me. This happened in Chicago this past weekend. Now, let me just say for the record, I think it's really fucked up that people are messing with, um, with the furries. This happened at a furry convention. Who's messing this with past. the furries? Let me tell you. So the streets outside of a Chicago area hotel this past weekend were filled with furries in costume. Early Sunday morning after a furry convention was evacuated due to a chlorine gas leak that police believe was intentional. Somebody hates furries that much? Somebody hates furries that much that they made a chlorine gas leak. Wow. Yeah, so several thousand people. So you... you that's a lot of furries. It's so many furries. So furries are the ones they dressed up in animal costumes? Yep, they dress up as animals. Okay. So uh, thousands, several thousands of furries were uh, ordered of the Hyatt Regency, Regency Hotel about 1 a.m. yesterday morning after guests reported a strong chlorine odor. Many guests were staying at the hotel while attending the 2014 Midwest Fur Fest. I just love it even more. <laughs> Everyone gets should get, be able yeah, to do whatever the hell they yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, who, who cares? Who sabotages really? a furry Honestly, fest? Honestly, if, if Especially one that rhymes that amazingly Midwest Fur Fest. If, what? Yeah, if furries are that much the bane of your existence, this sounds personal. This sounds like maybe a shunned furry. Do you think it was a furry that's like, oh. I think it's furry on furry. The Midwest Fur Fest has turned on me. Right, furry on furry violence. Oh, man. I think that's what it is. I think that's what we're dealing with. Well, the Midwest Fur Fest is an annual gathering for people who enjoy art, literature, and performance based around anthropomorphic animals. I can't believe I got that word out without fucking it up. That's really did. What's the capital of Columbia? Bogota. Many attendees joined, uh, enjoyed dressing up as these characters, uh, and they were in costume when the evacuation order was given. Uh, so nobody was uh, was 
permanently harmed. There were a couple people that were that were bothered by the chlorine. However, they were okay. Okay. Good. So a hazmat team at the scene said they found a substance consistent in odor and appearance to powdered chlorine that had been dropped on the stairwell. Uh, one of the evacuees, furry named Crystalini, said it was like when you walk into a pool. It was quite pungent. Morgan's. It wasn't just an accident from like chemicals for the pool. It was powdered chlorine sprinkled in the hall. Okay, so Ew, it seems, seems like dangerous. somebody did it. Yeah, so it seems okay. like somebody did it. Uh, Morgan Smedgel, who was dressed as a red panda, said it was shocking. Now, the way the chlorine <laughs> the was panda. found leads police to believe that the shocking. incident was intentional. Okay. Well, that's uh, not good. What did help, though, is so uh, even though all the furries were sent out into the street while they were trying to deal with the powdered chlorine situation, there was a dog grooming trading uh, trade show going on across no. the street. Are you kidding me? The day of the furry thing, there's a dog grooming trade show right across the street. From there the was furry a dog convention. grooming uh, trade show at the and convention center that was happening across the street. Do they think it was a dog groomer? I don't think that they think it was a dog. Who groomer. do they suspect? They don't have any suspects. <sighs> now I'm I'm interested in this. I want to I want to get to the bottom of this. I know who you did do. it. I don't know. But I think it was a shunned furry. All right, so you're saying it's a it's an inside job. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was an inside job. I think it was Midwest a Midwest Fur Fest was an inside job. Are you going to spray paint that on the floor, like on, on the sidewalks as you I walk should. around? Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody either got made fun of for their furry costume. Maybe their costume wasn't up to par or something like that. Or um, No, and people are asking if this is an uh, Onion story. No, this was sent to me from several different sources. This, I'm, reading the, um, I'm reading the AP version right now. Okay. <sighs> Boy. Uh, the Fur Fest, Midwest Fur Fest... Every time I say Midwest Fur Fest, I want to go holiday in. Say what? It was at the Hyatt, though, so it wouldn't work. Midwest Fur Fest says, as we wake up today, uh, this was uh, this was Sunday. They were talking. As we wake up today, we want to continue to provide the best possible convention that we can, despite the trying circumstances. Uh, circumstances the convention will be running on full normal programming schedule. So. It, they weren't able to throw a stick in the furry spokes yesterday. Okay, good. They were able to get everything um, going. They asked. Uh, they went on to say, "We ask you to continue to be patient and remember that volunteers who make Midwest Fur Fest happen intend to give 110 percent to make sure that fun, friendship, and good times of Midwest Fur Fest yeah. 2014 overshadow last night's unfortunate incident." We know what those good times mean. Yeah, I know. I guess I can save my other stories for tomorrow. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a lot. I think we lot. have to end with the straight. Yeah, I think I want to end with the there. furry Midwest Fur Fest. Midwest Fur Fest. <laughs> I, I hope they sell t-shirts for that, too. I kind of want to find a t-shirt online. I don't know, though. Do you? Kind of. Cause I don't know. Because it's going to send out the wrong message to people. Because you're not a furry, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. You're not a furry. Mm-mm. So that might not fit. For what you're, all right. You know. Well, thank you for dictating what I can and cannot wear. No, you can wear really it all you want. It. I'm saying you may get some confused people walking <gasps> up to you. Edward, he's a genius. He just wrote, you know, what? we need to have the Northwest Fur Fest, but with F E R. For Fun Employment Radio. Fun Employment Radio. Again, I think it might confuse people. And we can all dress in fuzzy costumes. <laughs> no, no, it's That's for a- Fun Employment Radio. It's never furries. I think that would lead to a lot of very confused people. We'd meet some, maybe some people who haven't heard of the show. Maybe they'd like to. <laughs> Have you heard about that furry Fur podcast? <laughs> so, <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> All right, there you have it, my friends. There's your world. Crazy. Excellent. 
Well, before we go, I think we should uh, acknowledge one of our fine sponsors. And that is Isn't Metro PCS. <laughs> that I've been because, babbling about. Because Sarah spent, and I, this is no joke, like most of the day on Saturday at SantaCon raving about her brand new Metro PCS phone. I and am, I don't blame you. I, I totally am. Because you know what? Everywhere we were going at SantaCon, everyone likes to have a little Christmas music. And you know what? Before when I had Verizon, I would play one YouTube video or like one anything, like play a, a few songs. And I would get an alert immediately saying like, you've used 75% of your data usage for the month. I'm right. like, what the hell? I played for my j- Metro PCS. For which PCS, you were paying over $100 I was paying a over month, $100 right? a month. This Everything included. I, I got the um, the biggest package they have, so I pay $60 a month. Flat rate. Flat rate. I've already prepaid it, so I can't go over it. $60 a month plus $6 uh, insurance. That's what I pay. So if something happens to the phone, I get a brand new phone, mm-hmm. and everything's fine. Um, 66 bucks a month, and I've unlimited everything. I played, and the battery is awesome, I played my Pandora Christmas station all day long on Saturday. Yep. Yep. And it was awesome. And, uh, with and you don't no have to worry about whatsoever. And you don't have to worry about going over because of the fact it's unlimited data. Unlimited yep. Even John and Boring, texting. Santa John and Boring was there and he said, yep, we had music every stop on Sarah's phone. It really is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome. So Metro PCS and they are a sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. So they have locations all over the place. You can find them at MetroPCS.com slash Metro. If you have switched to Metro PCS, send us an email. Let us know about it uh, if you haven't already. And, uh, you know, and then we can forward that on to them. Actually, anytime you go to one of our sponsors and stuff like that it's always great to hear from people um give us feedback and, and let us know and then we, we can forward it on they can be like hey yeah yay everything's awesome advertising on fun employment radio that's for sure because metro is really really cool it's, yeah. it's no joke i know i've talked to people before before too and they were like yeah i was a little bit i was a little unsure because no, and you that's know, why they initially they approached us because they didn't want like you know it's because they don't want it to seem like month-to-month phones can be scary especially right. if people if you're used to having a contract for so long and which I, I was say, i can tell you it's freeing yeah and i can say with having used their service for almost a year now i've had no problems it is awesome metropcs.com slash metro totally worth it flat rate you know what your bill's going to be unlimited everything Pretty simple. Which is the best thing because yep. with my old account, I had no idea what it would be, but I already know I'm paid through because I, uh, I decided to prepay a couple months. I'm already paid through um, mid-January. Cool. And I don't have to worry about it. So I'm like, all right, phone bill's already taken care of. Don't have to like save up money to make sure I have it saved. You know, I have enough saved. Yep. It's just done. Awesome. I love it. You know who else is awesome? It's Steven Wilbur, who is going to be at the Comedy Showcase this Wednesday, two days, December 10th. Get your tickets now. We really want to see everybody there. This is going to be our last... Um, public event for a while because we're going we're gonna to take kind of a break since we've had two in the last month. Yeah, we're going to take a hiatus for a little bit. A I, mean, this, I mean, on doing live events. Like, we'll, right. of course, still be doing the podcast and we have lots of other stuff going on online. However, this will be the last time that all of us get together, uh, get to get together, especially before the holidays. Yeah, for at least at least a couple of months. And so couple we want to see, yeah. yeah, we want to see everybody out there. So get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com for the comedy showcase this Wednesday, December 10th at The Secret Society, 126 Northeast Russell. Thank you so much, everyone. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. 116 Northeast Russell. I'm sorry. I just messed that up. Whoops-a-daisy. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up on the Fun Employment Radio Network in about 15 minutes-ish. Will be Scott Daly with the Daly Sessions. The Daly Sessions. I think he's doing he's doing a Tom Waits theme today. Oh, hell yeah. Live on the network, funemploymentradio.com slash live. I am very, very And uh, Aaron actually sent me a message earlier. I forgot to tell you that he's going to be sending you a new drive time at the drive-in. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be happening today as well. Yep. That'll be happening at about 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. right here on the Foot Employment Radio Network. All badass stuff. Thank you so much, everyone. We uh, we think you're awesome. Tomorrow on the show, Zach Toscani is going to be stopping by. So that will be happening on Tuesday. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, you guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.